Carson Murray, a copywriter and marketer for small business owners and host of the Hype Gal podcast, a show dedicated to making marketing topics like copywriting, messaging, and email list building easy to understand and implement so you can grow your business. I believe business is a marathon, not a sprint, and my hope is that each episode leaves you feeling less confused and more confident in your marketing and gets you excited to keep showing up for what you do because the world needs what you have to offer. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. What is up and welcome back to the Hype Gal Podcast, where today we are chatting all about how to create an incredible email sales campaign. Because one of the many perks of email marketing is the opportunity to create a series of emails that are automatically scheduled to send once a subscriber joins your list or takes a specific action, right? That's one of the biggest perks of email marketing is automation. And one of the most popular series of automated emails is a sales campaign. And a sales campaign, just in case you're like, okay, this sounds great, but what is a sales campaign? Um, It's a pre-scheduled series of emails created with the goal of promoting a specific service or product, all right? So I'll give you an example. Let's say you wanna create a sales campaign for your coaching program and you host a live masterclass breaking down your coaching practice so your community can see if it's the right fit for them. After the masterclass, you invite them to sign up via an email opt-in form if they're interested in learning more and potentially signing up for your program. After they sign up, a two-week email sales campaign is triggered to send them um, an email every other day, encouraging them to take action by signing up for your program if it's for them and possibly opting out of that campaign if it's not. Meanwhile, you get to get back to business as usual and prepare to welcome in and serve new coaching clients coming from that campaign. So that is the beauty of an automated sales campaign is that it kind of does some of the sales heavy lifting for you behind the scenes. And as you can see, creating an automated sales campaign to support your business can help you to confidently promote your products or services to a list of people who are not only interested, but qualified for what you have to offer. It'll help build a relationship with people who have purchased your service or product even beyond the sale via your nurture-based content. So after your sales campaign ends, so that two-week period of automated emails gets sent to them, encouraging and supporting um, you know, your sales efforts and helping them make a purchasing decision if it's right for them. After that period of time is over, they fall off into your nurture-based content. So they'll, you know, still get nurtured after that campaign is over and it helps promote your services and products to more people without always having to be in sales mode yourself because your campaign is doing the, uh, doing the heavy lifting for you, um, potentially increasing your bottom line while you focus on other aspects of your business. That being said, <laughs> you might be wondering, how to create an automated sales campaign for your offers, or maybe you've tried, right? You've tried your hand at it, but you don't feel like you're doing it right. And in this episode, we're going to reverse engineer your automated sales campaign so you not only feel confident, but proud of the emails you're using to promote your offers, okay? Because that's super important too. We've all been on the other side of a sales campaign. We've all received maybe some super salesy, sleazy, manipulative emails. We totally don't wanna do that. We want the emails that we're using to support our sales efforts, to also support, um, you know, our potential clients and customers along their journey and, you know, give them the autonomy, the freedom to make a decision for themselves. And just, you know, our sales campaign just needs to provide them the right information in order to make that decision. So 
the first step in this process, if you're like, oh, okay, I love everything about this. How do we do this? <laughs> is we're going to reverse engineer your campaign, all right? This is my favorite thing to do. I love reverse engineering things. So when it comes to your sales campaign, I want you to start with the end in mind um, because it's this is the most helpful thing to do. And some things you'll want to ask before you start writing your emails are, what's the goal of this campaign, all right? So the obvious answer is to sell something, Carson. <laughs> but what specific action does your reader need to take to enjoy your product or service, okay? Do they need to book a call? Do they need to fill out an application? Do they need to join the program? This action will also serve as the call to action button or link that you're going to use in your email to get their attention and help them to take the next step. So what's the goal? What do they need to do? And then next, what part of this offer can you generously give to your community as a lead generating freebie to attract and qualify them for it, okay? So unless you're creating a wait list for a coaching program, a course, or a service, you'll you know need to create a lead generating freebie that will not only attract but qualify the right people from your community for this offer. And one of the best ways to do this is decide what kind of problem you can solve for your community right now related to this offer in the form of a checklist, a how-to guide, a mini video series, or a live class, all right? So another example is if you sell website templates and your previous customers have expressed that they love your templates but they struggle to write their own copy for them, your freebie could be a done-for-you copywriting prompts for the major pages of your website. Boom. The um, rule of thumb here is to make sure your freebie is directly related to the offer that's going to be presented to them via the sales campaign that follows it, okay? So freebie needs to be related to the offer so that it makes sense. And then the next thing is, what kind of content might your potential clients or customers need in order to help them feel confident in either accepting or rejecting the offer? The best kind of email sales copy is copy that prioritizes clarity, okay? And by clarity, I don't just mean it's easy to understand. I mean that it's honest and transparent, okay? So ask yourself what kind of email content you need to create so that your ideal client or customer feels empowered to make a purchase on their own instead of feeling coerced or manipulated, okay? And the content you decide on will determine the emails you send. For instance, maybe you decided that it's important to highlight the benefits and features of your product or service, so you'll need to create an email on that topic specifically. Or maybe you've realized that in the past, you've attracted clients who weren't in the right stage of business for your offer, and you find it super important to create an email clarifying who this offer is for so your leads can self-identify instead of feeling like they were misled and they made the wrong decision. Um, and when it comes to sales emails, yes, we want to increase our bottom line, but we also want to do so in an ethically sound way. Remember, you are not a gimmick. You are a trusted guide and trusted guides let people know what's coming, all right? All right, number two, the next step is we need to, now that we've reverse engineered this process, we need to organize and write your emails. Um, so we know the goal of the campaign, we maybe know the freebie that we're going to create and send now, maybe we're, we're gonna create a wait list and we brainstorm some of the content that we want to send our list. So now it's time to lay your emails out and start writing them. I'm going to walk you through a sample two-week sales campaign layout that you can gladly steal and use for your own email sales campaigns, and I recommend sending these emails out a day apart, okay? So email number one in this example campaign is going to be the freebie delivery. 
This email is exactly what it sounds like. It's you're delivering the freebie. That's it. That's the job. Um, you want to keep it short and sweet and don't promote your offer here. Your heart's desire for this email should be for your subscriber to download or open your freebie and get immense value from creating a positive infer interaction and relationship with your brand. Okay. So we want the, the subscriber to get immense value from it and we want to create a positive interaction and a relationship with them between them and our brand. Email number two, we're going to introduce the offer and the problem it solves. So in this email, we're going to introduce, um, you know, the, whatever you're offering and the main problem or problems that it's going to um, help them solve. So questions you'll want to answer, anis, or, <laughs> you'll want to answer honestly <laughs> and not fluff up for your readers in this email are who you are, the purpose of the offer and the problem it solves, how it can make their life or business better, what they have the potential of achieving or experiencing from this offer, and details about how long this offer will run and when it ends, if it does have an end date and if it's not evergreen. And here's an optional but spicy hype gal take to this email. Um, it's an, you know, so you don't have to do this, but spicy take, and I kind of recommend it. And it's an obvious option to unsubscribe if they're not interested in this offer, okay? And I'm not just talking about the one in, the one unsubscribe button in fine print found at the bottom of this email. It should be found at the bottom of all your emails. You should always give your subscribers an option to unsubscribe. Um, it's actually illegal not to. <laughs> but I'm talking about a hey, if you're confident that this offer isn't for you during the season or ever, but you still want to receive my email newsletter, feel free to click here to be removed from the sales campaign. That's the kind of unsubscribe I'm talking about right now, okay? Because sometimes our subscribers literally made their way to our automated sales campaign because they wanted the free thing, aka the freebie, we offered at the beginning. If they were never going to buy, why bombard them with sales emails, okay? Be confident that the right people for your offer will purchase and bless and release the rest, all right? All right, email number three the transparent testimonial. All right. If 70% of consumers base their purchasing decisions on the reviews and ratings of other people, a testimonial email is never a bad idea. However, a transparent testimonial is completely different and it's actually better. And if you're listening to this like, oh crap, are my testimonials transparent? It's okay. Let me explain what I mean. So oftentimes we pull the very best one-liner out of our testimonials add a dash with their name and call it a day, which I totally get, right? That's called a pull quote. So if our, you know, past client or customer gave us a big paragraph of, you know, their experience with us, we are likely to grab the best line from that paragraph or from those few paragraphs and, you know, give it to our audience and say, this is the wonderful experience this person had. But, you know, people then the reason we do this is because people don't read, they scan. Um, so we want to give them something punchy, but not all client or customer experiences are created equally. So what I'm saying is I get it. We want to pull a quote from that big paragraph of text because not everyone reads, they scan. But let's say I'm promoting a higher ticket coaching offer and I am decided, I decided to use this incredible testimonial of how my client transformed, hit all of her goals in three months um, so that, you know, you can see that my coaching really delivers real results, all right? However, 
what I withheld from you, what I didn't tell you is that I've actually been working with that client for over a year now. She started out, you know, maybe taking one of my courses and she hired me for coaching. And in these last three months is when she finally reaped the reward that she's been wanting to experience. But you're just, but you are just starting out with me, right? So if I share her highlight reel, if I shared what she just experienced with me in these last three months, when we've actually been working together for a year and we've had to go through some processes, that's not exactly an honest or equal playing field, right? It's kind of, it's a tad misleading and a transparent testimonial would look like adding in context of how long this client and I have been working together and where she started in case that's a better fit for you too. And maybe the client did mention how long we've been working together in her testimonial, but I left that part out. Or maybe she didn't and I realized it's important to add that context to her testimonial. Either way, ask yourself if you've included enough context in your testimonial to help your future customers make an informed decision based on someone else's experience before you decided to pull out the best piece from your testimonial and just say, this is it. This is a transformation I can deliver um, without giving them, you know, the real experience, okay? All right, email number four, we're gonna answer some FAQs. So a good FAQ email might just be what your potential client or customer needs to feel like they have everything they need to make an informed, confident decision. As questions start rolling in about your service or product, Keep a document of them and add the most popular three to five questions that you've been receiving to your FAQ email, okay? So answer the questions concisely, but with clarity. And if you need an example of what I mean by clarity, my incredible copywriting friend, um, Nat from The Brand Copywriter created a beautiful post on transparency versus clarity that I'll add to the show notes for you to check out so that you can really get some visual examples of what I'm talking about when I say transparency, transparency and clarity in your copy. Okay, um, and also Nat will be on um, the next podcast episode if you want if you really are loving her content and want to hear from her too she's the guest on um, next week's podcast episode so make sure to check that out um and five is the features benefits and honest transformation email so while i don't suggest putting members of your community in a box okay don't suggest it it's a well-known fact that there are typically four different types of buyer personalities okay so four different buyer personality types when it comes to our community while some members of your community might purchase what you have to offer simply because they have built a relationship with you, that's an amiable um, buyer personality type, some will buy based on value alone, okay? Everyone's different is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, even though there are four different types of people, people make decisions for different reasons. So this email is meant to clearly display the features, benefits, and transformation your customer or client could receive or experience with your offer so that you can touch on um, those different points and you know give the different types of people the content that they need to make a decision. All right. Email six is the accept or reject email. And this is what I like to call the straight up sales email. All right. And I don't want you to think sales and I don't want you to think of that word in a negative light because while you've been providing lots of value and information around your offer in the last four to five emails, this email lets them know that you're not going to be sending them info about this offer much longer, AKA, Hey, it's decision time, all right? This doesn't mean you have to be ing aggressive about it. In fact, remind them that they're free to opt out of this campaign if they like. And the way I like to recap the content from this, um, this campaign in this email is by reminding them of the problem that this offer solves, pop in a transparent testimonial, recap any bonus features of this offer, especially if, it's, if they're time sensitive, okay? 
Remind them of any guarantees if applicable. So, you know, um, you guarantee that they will have some type of positive experience within 30 days or their money back, all right? So if there's any guarantees that you're offering, make sure that you state those. Answer a popular frequently asked question or FAQ and be clear about when the offer ends. Here's a little pro tip for you. This email can tend to be a little bit longer than the rest, so make sure you're adding in multiple call to action buttons throughout. So as you're touching on all those things, reminding them of the problem it solves, um, popping in a transparent testimonial, make sure you're adding in more than one call to action button throughout this email so they have plenty of opportunities to take action. All right, email seven is the last call. So this email, again, is exactly what it sounds like, and it goes out the morning of your cart closing or whenever your offer is shutting down um, day or the last day you'll be talking about this offer with your email community if it's evergreen, all right? So if you don't have a cart close date or a certain date where this, e where this offer is off the table, let your community know like, hey, this is the last day I'm gonna be chatting about this offer with you, so this is the last call in that sense. All right, email, Eight, the very last one is other ways you can support them. So listen, just because your community isn't ready or possibly even interested in the offer you're promoting during this campaign doesn't mean they're not interested in you or your other offers, okay? This email is a great way to downsell an offer that could be better suited for those who possibly need a simpler, more foundational place to start with your brand. For example, if your community somehow made it to your sales campaign because they were interested in the freebie, but you know, maybe they're not qualified or ready for your high ticket um, coaching offer, they might benefit from your course on the topic instead. So the very last email in your sales campaign is a great place to promote that offer if applicable. applicable. Um, so you're downselling, okay? Or maybe potentially preparing them for the content that's going to come um, via your nurture campaign after this campaign is over. So you're like, hey, this is the end of this campaign. I like to be straightforward with people because people aren't, you know, our, our community is smart. They know they can, they know a sales campaign when they see it. So you're like, Hey, you know, this is your last chance. Maybe you weren't ready to, um, purchase or enroll in my coaching program, but just want to let you know, I have this course available. It's a more foundational place to start. And if you're not interested in that either, this campaign's about to end. And I just want to let you know that you'll be receiving this type of nurture content every week. Um, if you want to continue being a part of my list. So every week I maybe send out a content roundup, let them know about the content that's going to follow after this campaign is over. Last but not least, so we made it, right? We, we wrote our sales campaign. Um, you're going to plug your campaign in your email service provider, test it and hit publish. All right, so. We reverse engineered, we determined the goal of this campaign, and we went through eight emails, our eight-part eight um, automated sales campaign um, that we can use to send to our list along with our offer. So it's time to plug it into your email service provider now and schedule them to automatically send once a subscriber opts in to your freebie. So once you know your subscriber says, hey, I want this freebie, then they're going to be added to a segment. And once they're added to um, a specific segment, then it'll trigger that automated sales campaign. And again, I recommend that you send these emails out every other day. All right, so you can do, of course, you know, this is your brand, so you get to decide, but you can send it out every every day or every other day, usually with a six to eight part email sales campaign. If you send it out every other day, it's a two week period of time that you're giving your subscriber to make a purchasing decision to either accept 
or reject your offer. And you know, it's giving them a little bit of space. So it's kind of spacing out those emails. But if you want to send an email out every day, then you're sending out eight days worth of emails. Again, the choice is yours. But the next time you go to create an email sales campaign, maybe pull up this um, podcast episode, reverse engineer your sales campaign, determine the goal, uh, create your freebie or determine you know what kind of free content you're going to use to get them to opt in to the sales campaign. And then organize and write your emails and then follow this automate, this example, um, email sales campaign, um, you know, set of emails. So freebie delivery, introducing the offer, the transparent testimonials, answering some frequently asked questions, the features, benefits, and honest transformation, the accept or reject email, the last call, and then other ways you can support them by downselling them and prepping them for the content that's gonna follow later on down the road. And then plug that into your ESP and boom, you have an automated sales campaign. You can track your analytics, see what's working, see what's not working, um, and voila, right? So. Be sure to check the show notes so that you can grab the resource that um, my copywriting friend Nat has created on transparency and clarity in your copy. So that way you can just have peace of mind knowing that you're writing copy that is pretty dang ethical for this sales campaign and just make you feel extra good about you know creating and sending an email sales campaign in general. And until next time, cheers and chat with you soon. Thanks for listening to the Hype Gal podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so you never miss a marketing tip that will help you grow your small business. And if you have time, please leave a review. You can come hang out with me after each episode over on the gram at hypegal.co or join my email list community found in the show notes for more valuable exclusive content. If you have a question or topic you want me to cover, send me an email over at carson at hypegal.co. Cheers and chat next week.